0: Welcome to another episode of stand up but please fit in if you're new to this podcast hi my name is abby and i talk about cultural differences between japan and the rest of the world and just talk about what's going on in my life and things that's happening around me and if you're returning welcome back so i uh, it's sunday night and i just put my child to bed bed hopefully he does not wake up for some time because I do want to finish recording this podcast so kind of a struggle these days figuring out when is the best time for me to get my me time try to go to the gym but it's a little bit hard to step outside for a few hours because although I have my mother here which I'm going to be talking about her today And my husband with me, helping me around the house. Still, I just don't get enough of my time to do whatever I want to do. Well, welcome to parenthood, right? So that's what I've been struggling this week. But anyway, so I just, as I mentioned, my mother is in town. She's not going to be on the podcast. But I'm going to talk about her experience with her coming to japan during covid and after 15 years of her not leaving the country so today i'm going to be talking about not just my mother but also i'm going to be talking about coming to japan as of july 2022 post-pandemic technically it's still not post-pandemic but some people think it's post-pandemic and what's going on with tourism in japan so wanted to update you as of today july 2022 so to give you a background on what's going on in japan when it comes to immigration and tourism so ever since pandemic happened most countries around the world they shut down probably sometime around april i think But in Japan, because we're in Asia, and then we actually saw signs of COVID a little bit before Western countries. We were kind of in lockdown since March. But let's just say April 2020, Japan's border was completely closed. Um, Even for a long time, I think up till last year... No one could, if someone goes out of the country, even with like a foreigner having a long term residency, they were not able to come back. And even if you're a Japanese person living abroad, they were not able to enter into the country, so it was so strict. But, anyways, um, so many people's lives were affected, right? Not just Japan by rest of the world but Japan even more I feel like compared to other countries because we just opened up our border in March 2022 where the rest of the world I think this started opening up sometime last year so Japan is a little bit behind and who was affected the most were students and people coming for business. Japan, they be- obviously because Japan, the population shrinking, they need more labor. So they're trying to bring people from abroad to have more people working for Japan with any job. It doesn't have to be a blue-collar job, even white-collar job. There are a lot of people that come to Japan as a foreigner for work. And students as well. So... One cool thing about being a student, a foreign student, is sometimes the government actually gives money to come to Japan to study. Which I kind of talked about this in my previous episode. I will leave a link down in the show notes. So you guys can take a look at that if you're interested in how to come to Japan as a foreigner. So because the borders were closed and these students and businessmen and women, they were actually ready to come to Japan anytime, but because of pandemic, they were not able to come and it was pretty bad for students who were actually planning on coming to Japan. They couldn't come for so many years and they were doing all the remote classes online And because of that, they were saying that, well, if I can't come to Japan, but other countries are open, why am I even waiting for Japan? So there were so many students that they decided to study abroad elsewhere in another country instead of Japan. And even businesses, they have to come to a halt with people coming for business, which happened with my company too. There were projects that we needed people from abroad to get approval but because they couldn't come the project had to be stopped completely till they come to japan so a lot of businesses were kind of on pause and students were not coming so japanese government suffered a lot even suffering today so they tried to get people back on their feet when it comes to them coming to Japan so finally in March 2022 this year the borders are starting to open we had so many of these lockdowns I think we had six waves of you know people getting COVID even with booster shots they were getting some so Japanese government decided to shut down Um, and then doing a lockdown so, but March 2022 is when they finally opened for students and businesses. Because obviously Japan was suffering so bad with not having foreigners come in, with the economy going bad. So, this is kind of like the first sign of Japan finally opening up. And then in April, people with certain Japanese visas, their families were able to come to Japan. So... This is kind of like what I'm going to be talking about today with my mother's experience. Because when I say people with certain types of Japanese visa, they're talking about long-term residency, people with permanent residence, and people with spousal visa, they can bring their families to Japan. So in April, the border opened up for my family. So my mom was able to come in just after my son was born. So she was able to help out around the house and last month in june foreigners who are signed on to like a tour company or anything with a tourism agency they're able to come to japan on a tour base they can't come privately to japan they have to come through a tour agency but still need to get their visa so, I think um, travel is kind of coming back. and also in July this month, I think it's almost coming up. So um, there's a tra- um, thing called Go to Travel that I talked about in my previous podcast. so I will also leave the sh- sh- link in the show notes. So go to travel is the government actually pays money to Japanese residents, citizens and residents who are foreigners to travel domestically by giving money for hotel even transportation and they give money for food and stuff so they're going to restart that they stopped that a little bit after i was able to go 2 years ago because of m- more people getting covid but they're going to start back start that back again because obviously Businesses being affected from not having enough tourism. So anyway, so my mom came to Japan from India last month. Actually, not last month um, because it's already July. So end of May, she came. And while she was able to go come to Japan, she had to do a lot of paperwork. Even I have to go through a lot of paperwork. So... Obviously, for Indians, um, we always have to get a visa to come to Japan. Unlike some other countries. But now, everybody, even people that don't need, usually don't need a visa to come to Japan. They need to have a visa to come to Japan as of today. So I'm going to be talking about what kind of paperwork she needed to come. And also, what was going on at the airport. And then, just like. Her process and what what she went through. And also like. I saw a YouTube about how this girl. She came back from US. She lives in Japan but she got COVID. I'm going to be talking about. What happens when you take a PCR test at the airport and it found out that you have COVID? So if you have any questions or comments, please leave a message on my social media listed in the show notes. So, okay, let's get started with my mom and what she had to go through to come to Japan. So my mother has not been to Japan since 2006. So it's been more than 15 years right yeah 16 years it's been a long time since she came to Japan and last time she came to Japan was with our family during when I was in high school we came we need to renew her visa for US so we had to leave the country in order to get our visa and then we decided to just Make it a vacation and come to Japan. So usually for Indians and now with people that they need visa to come to Japan. You need to go through all this paperwork. So obvious stuff is you need your passport. You need the application form for the visa. And what you need is you need to have a guarantor who will sponsor you. So, in this case, I because I am living in Japan, I am the sponsor for my mother because I will be taking care of her if something happens when it comes to health or even financially. So, because you need to be you need to have a guarantor, you need to write a letter saying that anything financially, obligation, or any other thing with health, I will be responsible for her. And then you have to sign the document. And on top of that, because you need to be financially responsible for the person that's coming to Japan, you need to make sure you have enough money. (laughs) Weird, right? So for that, you need to have a couple of documents, supporting documents. So for me, I submitted my tax form that I submitted to the city last year. And I also have to get... My bank statement to show that I have enough money in my bank account. You can't just have some random person sponsoring you. You need to have some sort of relationship with this person that's coming to Japan. And who will be the guarantor. So for, for families, you have to make sure that you're related. If you're a friend, I think you have to like have a proof. And if you're a business person coming in, then you need to get like a document or some letter from the company saying that you'll support. For me, like, because in for Indian passport, it actually has a page where you write down your parents' name and your spouse' name. So it shows my mother's name on my passport. So I just have to have a photocopy of my, my passport saying that my mother is related to me. So I have that document. At that time in April, so my mother came in May, we applied in April... You have um, only the people with certain Japanese visa, which is long-term residence, permanent residence, or a spousal visa to come to Japan. So because I have a spousal visa, I have to make sure that I have the spousal visa. So I think um, the document that I sent was a family register showing that I'm married to a Japanese person and then that I need to submit. <clears throat> and then another thing is that you need a letter um an itinerary of what you're going to be doing in Japan. Obviously, we're not going to be traveling that much because my mother is here to take care of my child. So, but even that, you have to write down all the stuff. Well, it doesn't have to be specific exact, but just to make sure we put, she'll be arriving from India to Tokyo on this day. And then on the same day, she'll be traveling from Tokyo to my house and then from there she'll be quarantining. so you know, Japan you still need to quarantine for certain days and then from after quarantine just certain like the day before she goes back to India she, um, she'll be just taking care of the house and taking care of the child just just really basic and then the last day she'll be traveling back to India so you need the itinerary also and I forgot last thing the obvious thing is you need Proof of your vaccination. And the negative COVID test. And the negative COVID test, I think it's standard with other countries. 72 hours before your first flight. I think that's what it is with other countries too. So that's what you need. So after we get... So my mother got all that paperwork. She had to go to... Not the embassy or the consulate. There's a visa service that she was able to go in her city. And then to get a visa. So all the documents just to get visa. And I remember there was a couple of errors that we made. So the embassy called my mom and me asking, okay, I need to submit some documents. And usually Japanese embassy is very strict. Japanese government's really strict. They need every little paper, but nobody checks the paper properly. They just expect you all these documents. But I feel like, I don't know why, they just want to be strict with these documents but in the end they don't really check properly so a couple documents made a mistake and it was from my side i was the one that had to fix that i don't know why i apparently i did not use the proper format for the letter of invitation the guarantor i used the old form format so she, the embassy the lady at the embassy asked me to rewrite all that. And usually I remember few 10 years ago they make you come back to the embassy or consulate to submit that document because I remember my dad went through the similar thing when he was getting a visa to Japan. If you don't have the proper documents, they make you come back. So I thought it was going to happen to me, but luckily I think because of covid the my mother's document they were saying that it just sent, sent us an email and then they'll take a look at it which was thank god that my mother does not have to deal with it again because all the documents that i had to provide i had to mail it to my mother not email but actually physical mail which costs a lot of money it right just to fedex or any d we use dhl so that cost a lot of money it Gets there pretty fast but obviously i did not want to send the same documents again with my signature but luckily we were able to do all that stuff online okay so <clears throat> she got the visa she's 61 years old she's worried about flying on the day because you never know she could get covid and she's stuck at the government facility quarantine location which i'll talk about that later with this girl that i saw on youtube that got covid and she had to be In the facility. She flew, she arrived to Japan, and then you have to show your visa, you have to show your PCR test, and your vaccination. So, what happens is Japan only recognizes certain types of vaccination. And my mother got her vaccination in India, obviously, so she uses AstraZeneca, but for Japan, only Pfizer and Moderna is considered. For the booster shot. So because she does not have Pfizer or Moderna. And then she had the booster shot. She had to quarantine for 7 days. Instead of 3 days if she had Pfizer or Moderna. So Japan doesn't recognize some of the vaccinations. Which is kind of dumb. But anyways. So she was kind of annoyed with that. Because she has the booster for estrogenica. But Japan doesn't care at the airport and then she had to get another PCR test and luckily she was negative so she was able to come home to quarantine for 7 days unfortunately and because you know at that time our baby was 3 weeks old and I stayed home I was not able to drive for an hour to the airport so my husband went and picked my mama and Because you can't use public transportation. You have to have a private driver or, or a taxi to get to the designated quarantine location. My, so my mom was really worried about quarantine at our house because the baby is home. But I was really worried about her staying at the government facility because she'll be really lonely there. And also another thing is, which I will talk about later is the food but luckily she was able to come home and then she quarantined for seven days at our house and during quarantine you have these apps that you have to download and they actually call you on the app it's an ai but they call you and then you cannot leave the house so they also track your location to make sure that you're at the designated place where you're mentioned on the immigration when you came into Japan, which is our house. And also, they call you random times. And they also send message random times to check in to make sure you're at the location where you're supposed to be. So she had to do that for seven days. And after that, everything was fine. For now, um, a little bit different. It's a little bit more relaxed. I think if you have the booster shot that's Pfizer or Moderna, you don't have to quarantine, I think... But if you don't have that, I think you have to quarantine for uh, three days instead of seven days. And if you don't have the vaccination, you have to do it for seven days. So things are a little bit more relaxed, but you still need the negative COVID test to come in. Okay, so I just came back from my mother calling me that my child has woken up, so... When going back to what we're talking about, yeah. So you still need the negatives test to come in to Japan, and the COVID vaccination. Now let's just kind of talk about the government quarantine facility in Japan. If you get COVID after you arrived to Japan and took the PCR test, you have to be in the government facilitated quarantine place which is probably somewhere near the airport usually depending on your condition you have to quarantine between five to ten days so it's free and what I know from watching the YouTube is that check-in every day and they give you three meals and one thing that is alarming was how awful the meal quality is So obviously you are, I mean, it's nice that they give you food. But if you are not familiar with Japanese obento, so they have in one tray, they have many different types of food in one tray. And they just give that to you every single meal. Usually it's probably prepared the night before. And I know if you have dietary restrictions, religion, religious purpose, You could have that checked out. You could select and let the people know ahead of time so they can give you food accordingly. But the food is really bad. It's always cold because it's made the night before. It comes in plastic trays and plastic box. So what I saw was from the girl on YouTube was... Because she is living in Japan, she has an Amazon account, so she will ship some stuff from Amazon to the hotel so she can get some snacks. So my advice is if you get COVID and you're stuck at a hotel for a few days, you have someone sending you food to you. Anyway, so hopefully, you know, you learn a little bit about what's going on in Japan with tourism. I know ton of people really want to visit japan but right now as coming privately it's just not going to happen anytime soon i'm guessing the fall but i'm not really sure because I, japanese government they keep changing rules and it's going to be a long time before you come you are able to come to japan so My advice is to hold off on buying a ticket for Japan. I think you should spend your money elsewhere when it comes to traveling and go somewhere else for this year. Safe bet this end of the year or next year. So anyways, thank you for listening and I'll see you soon. Bye!